Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Welcome to another edition of the Watermark Students Podcast episode Two season two. Glad to I'm be here. Next to Jermaine Harrison, I'm also with Kaylee Wright. Hey there. And our special guest, Caroline Klein. Caroline, tell the audience a little about yourself. Hey y'all. Um, I'm Caroline Klein. I'm going to be a senior at Lake Highlands High School. Wow. Yeah, you are. Go Rams. Are the are is Lake Highlands uh, the Rams? Rams. Are the Ramblers? The Cats. Oh, I blame myself. Wow. wow okay. Sorry. Jermaine. Oh my well, Caroline, god. Caroline, we we'd <laughs> love to get to know heart. you a little better. So we always start with a little icebreaker question, and so we'd love to hear what is like a unique or odd or random hobby that you've had growing up. Okay. Mm. So I loved. Love, love, loved cool math games. And <laughs> I was Are you talking start. about coolmathgames.com? <laughs> I'm talking about cool Oh, I am a coolmathgames.com player myself. I hmm. am probably the best person at the game Ron you will ever meet. I, Ryan. Okay. Yes, I finished all of the levels and I'm still waiting for them to come out with more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to come out with more if I'm being honest. Do you hey, solve? It's a long term waiting game. Now, do you solve math equations as you're running? It so has nothing to do <laughs> okay. with math. All right. But it looks like. It looks to the teachers when they look on your oh, computer. Yeah. It looks like, oh, she's on cool math. Games. And it's not she's blocked on the website. So when did you blocked. when did you play this game? Um, so I would literally hustle to typing class in seventh grade because As most we'd did. have one assignment and it only took like seven minutes and I'd just like get it done. Such a good typer, done. And I'd have the next 42 minutes of class to play cool mm. math games. You're just efficient with your time. <laughs> exactly. I love it. And that so I was like, amazing. sorry guys, can't talk. I gotta go. <laughs> Coolmathgames.com is calling. Exactly. Kaylee, what about you? I'm so glad you asked Austin. Um, kind of a random hobby that I'm proud of, not so proud of, is that I spent a lot of my teenage years on youtube.com. Don't mm. know if you've heard of it, um, but wanted to teach myself how to beatbox. And so acquired, acquired the skill, watched a ton <laughs> of videos and just tried to mimic wow. it and lo and behold like Uh-oh. I could kind of do it and so wait do you, are you gonna do it right now oh I don't know you gotta prove it you have to prove it it's okay. the only way come okay. on girl oh okay, <laughs> okay. There we go. Oh, that's actually impressive that was amazing Austin, thank you. Jermaine, for I thought you were going to freestyle to that beatbox. No, that is, that is his hobby. <laughs> That's episode three, <laughs> season two. Okay. No, Austin, thank you for asking such a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of the most random hobby I had growing up, um, picture this in your mind, I'm listeners. Picturing. Um, I loved marbles growing up. <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> uh, just marbles. It's <laughs> like little so glass balls. I would, I would, you know, collect all of these amazing, like different colored marbles, and I would create. Amazing. I would create. Like think of you know Major League Baseball, the way mm. it's set up, or mm-hmm. football, where there's an NFC North, NFC South, and there's four teams in each division. I would create basically a league with all of my marbles. Oh my I would goodness. play tournaments where marbles would battle each other to the first marble to hit the other marble three Gosh. times wins the game. And then they would be in first place. Someone would be in last place. It was a whole, you know, like corporation <laughs> that I created with the marbles growing up. Marble tournaments. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Tell us uh, about yours. Okay, guys, I'm split between two. Okay, here we go. So 
I grew up and I really was into the ancient art of karate and (laughs) I loved, for some reason, thought nunchucks were the coolest thing ever and I just wanted to spin them. And so I look up on YouTube, just nunchuck tutorials. That's a thing. Yeah. And uh, was just spinning them in my mirror every day, just thinking I was super cool. Uh, And you love the the red Ninja Turtle. Was that the one that had the nunchucks? I couldn't watch Ninja Turtles when I was growing up. So thanks for reminding me. It was a soft spot in my story. I also love... I loved breakdancing, and so I'd watch breakdancing DVDs a lot and just learn. And I always wanted to spin on my head, but I could never figure it out. Um, (laughs) And so that was a fail, too. But those are my two hobbies. Um, That is so good. Man, I mean, there's only, I don't know how to transition to our topic. (laughs) There really is no transition. We're all just picturing you spinning on your head right now trying to breakdance. That is an awesome visual. (laughs) But we're going to go ahead and transition to our topic today. So um, if you listen to season two, episode one, we started a guide to teenage dating where we got to consider, um, how do I know if I'm ready to date? And today we're going to continue that conversation and get to talk to our guest Caroline Klein today. And just to set the scene, we know that, um, the desire for love, the desire to be accepted, the desire for relationship is real in the life of teenagers. And the dating scene can be a tough thing to navigate. Um, the culture tells us one thing, um, as Christians, we know we're supposed to honor God and all that we do. And so we're, we're wondering how do we, how do we date well? as teenagers, especially as Christians who are trying to follow God. And so um, we're, we're going to talk about that today, Caroline. We're going to hear a little bit of your story and so learn exciting. from that and get to hear some from you guys also. And so we're looking forward to it. But Caroline, uh, go ahead. Let's just talk a little bit about your experience, like the world you're growing up in, right? So yes. think of the culture in general. What does the culture tell you guys about dating? Like what is what does it say? What is it telling you like dating is all about? Man, it is. It's a train wreck to say the least. Culture tells us all the wrong things. Culture's been telling us how how physical relationships have been and how purity is never respected anymore. It's something that's looked down upon and something that's not valuable. People think that the people that you date and the popularity that you get from dating multiple people will set you at this high social standard. Yeah. We care about the physical aspects of relationships rather than just intentionally getting to know one's character. And um, we're obsessed with how we're obsessed with self when it comes to relationships. We're obsessed with how this person can satisfy my heart, how this person um, makes me feel how much time he or she is making for me. And rather than just selflessly loving them, like Jesus loves us. So, yeah, I mean, I want to stop right there because if you're um, a listener to the Watermark Students podcast, like go back if you haven't and listen to part one, where we asked a very similar question to our student guests on that episode. And it is almost verbatim the same thing that he and Caroline have both shared that our culture in general or the the pressure that teenagers feel about being in a relationship, that you should be in a relationship because it makes you feel significant, because it makes you feel valued and because it makes others uh you know, look at you in a more positive light. Mm-hmm. And so all of the reasons that um, most of the teenagers around us are being given that they should be in a relationship is because of how it'll make them look and how it'll make them feel. Mm-hmm. And n- none of it has to do with the other person who's actually in a relationship mm-hmm. if you're potentially dating. And yeah. so I just wanted to point that out to all of our listeners and to that's all good. of us that that's, that's, that's crazy and concerning. Yeah, mm-hmm. the climate of dating, it's tough. It's tough for you to navigate. And I think, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I know that that hasn't been something you've navigated perfectly, right? And so the next Absolutely question, I just want to hear a little of your story of 
hey, what has your experience been with just this pressure of, of mm-hmm. dating? And what do you feel like is one of the biggest lessons you've learned so far just being a teenager and navigating dating or singleness? Yeah. So as long as I can remember, just ever since like crushes were even a thought in my mind, I just remember always admiring that sort of relationship, admiring that attention. I was always liking somebody. I was always in a relationship with somebody. If I was taking a break, it was no longer than two months. And I just remember that it came to a point at the end of my sophomore year where I just wasn't, I kept searching for this satisfaction and this love and this desire and all of these different guys. And I was just like, I'm not finding what I'm looking for. And it has left to drama and broken friendships and a broken me. And I just realized that I am expecting a Christ. I'm expecting a God love out of human beings and not just out of human beings out of teenage boys and I I can't hold them to the I can't hold these guys to a god standard and um so I just knew I was like I need to take a year of singleness wow hold on before you go on I want to like you know even reiterate what you just said of like for you you know going through all of your teenage years like sixth grade and onwards of seeking that validation that comes from a relationship or being liked or talking to someone. And it just reminds me of, you know, that fact that a relationship or being in a relationship is a terrible God. Like it, it over promises that you'll um, be fully satisfied, that you'll, you'll get everything that you think you're missing from your life in that other person and in that relationship. And it always leaves you wanting. It always comes up lacking. So relationship is a terrible God. And man, I'm sorry that that was something that you had to experience to come to that realization. But I hope that even through you sharing so openly of your experience, that it'll uh, help someone who's listening. Yeah, I would just say instead of focusing on a relationship as a teenager, you need to focus on the one that you are already in, which is a relationship with Jesus. And so mm-hmm. if you hear uh, Caroline's story and you think that's crazy and radical because she's choosing not to date as a teenager, you know, I encourage you to look at First Peter 2.11, which just talks about Christians as being sojourners and exiles, meaning that uh, our lives should look different and that we should be okay mm-hmm. with doing things that are unpopular. And that isn't there to, to limit us or keep us from something. It's there to save us for something greater. And so as Christian teenagers, we need to be okay uh, with not following the crowd. That's so good. So Caroline, take us here. And and if you're looking for another verse, look up Galatians 1.10. If you, if you find yourself in a similar story of where Caroline was just constantly seeking the cycle of affirmation from others, um, Galatians 1.10 is a great yeah. thing for you to look up. But Caroline, take us here. You, you said you were in that place and suddenly you're like, I'm going to take a year of singleness. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What What was that about? Give us a little bit of a picture of that year for you. So I had to, I kind of had to set out some rules for myself. And lots of people looked at these rules and were just like, what? Like, why? Like, I told myself, like, if I were to hang out with a guy, it could not be a one-on-one like thing. It had to be in a group or with friends. I decided I wanted to focus on my relationship with others and my community group and um, just my relationship with Christ. And yeah, like you took dating off the table. You're just being like, yes. no guys in the picture, no flings, no no texting things, all of that. Yes, and one of the things that most of my friends and other peers ask me is they're like, but like, what if you meet the one? Like, what if the perfect Christian guy comes along and is pursuing you and you can't date him because you chose to do this year of singleness? But I told them, and this is what got me through my year is if he's the perfect Christian one for me that God has set out for me, he's going to wait for me. And he's going to admire that I'm taking this time to grow in my relationship with Christ. And 
he's going to patiently wait like anyone would. And so, yeah. That's 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 so encouraging. But mom, we have the same initials. We had the same <laughs> song. It was meant to be like I don't I don't know how I've made it this far without him. Oh my god. Complete me. I've heard that hey, exactly. too many times. That's so true. Caroline, man, what you just said made me think of just this truth of like the the kind you took a break from dating mm-hmm. to become a better date. Like mm-hmm. for you, you were like Hey, the kind of person I am matters more than the validation or affirmation that I can that I can get in this temporary season uh, of my teenage years. And um, I've heard it said elsewhere that instead of seeking the right person and and seeking that validation, that rather we should um, be the person that the person we're looking for is looking for. I know it sounds kind of confusing. Let me say it again. Be the person the person you're looking for is looking for. In other words, focusing on yourself, focusing on your character, focusing on surrendering yourself to the Lord is the most important thing any of us can do um, to set ourselves up for success when it comes to dating. And so encouraging to hear you take that bold um, uh, step of faith and courage to say, hey, I'm, you know, I could be dating or I could be seeking that, but I know that I'm seeking uh, to find the satisfaction that I can only find in Christ elsewhere. And so I'm going to take those options off the table for a season and do mm-hmm. it. For sure. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, you're like, the Lord is asking me to be obedient in this. And so I'm going to oh, do yes. it. And so let's just kind of evolve the story a little bit. And so what do you feel like in that year? Um, how was it? What did you learn? What did God remind you of? Was it hard? Were there challenging times? Um, help us, let us in a little yes. bit. Yes. So at first I was like so excited. I, this is the first time I've ever been single. And so I was just hanging out with friends. I was like, this isn't even bad. This is great. Like I'm just, there's no, like the dramas of relationship, the worries of who's hanging out with who, what's he doing? What's he talking about? How's he feeling? Didn't have to worry about that. And then it came around cuffing season, the holiday season. Cuffing season. <laughs> cuffing season. Yeah. Oh, who's with who? <laughs> exactly. And all the relationships started to pop up and I watched lots of my friends in some in toxic relationships and some in very beautiful God honoring relationships. And that was hard for me on both sides. And it was just hard because I just felt like I was doing everything right. And I felt like I was doing everything God was calling me to do. And I still wasn't getting what everyone else had. And I felt um, unloved and undesired. And that was when it really took the time of just thinking like how God's love is enough for me and yeah. how no person on this world will ever love me as much as God does. And that's something worth seeking rather than a temporary whatever you're going to have in high school. Yeah, you know, that's so good. That makes me think of just like, you know, as you're talking about cuffing season, which is hilarious. It's uh, a real thing. Yeah. And yeah, just real. like the, it's the, quite funny. <laughs> and just like the temptation uh, or the 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 norm in the culture is like if you're not dating someone like what is wrong with you a little bit right oh completely yeah and so like to, as I think about it I think of how being in a relationship is so addictive in some ways mm-hmm. to teenagers like much like someone's ad- can be addicted to you know alcohol or drugs or you know prescription pills or something like that in the same way a relationship or being in a relationship can be an addiction yeah. and just like uh, someone needs freedom from uh, you know something that's destroying their life through you know substances or whatever it might be um there might be some person listening on a run driving um who 
is a slave or who is addicted to the the feeling or the attention or the affirmation of a relationship and they just need to realize hey i'm addicted to this yeah. mm-hmm. and i need help yeah and one thing i see a lot from teenagers who want to date is they only go and seek advice from people who affirm that decision and they ignore kind of everyone else and so my encouragement uh, for you guys is don't just seek the advice of people who, who will tell you what you want to hear, but have people who will really challenge you and question you and ask hard questions. Um, because if you're not willing to have people tell you you're not ready to date, as we said before, you are not ready to date. And then also I'd say if, if you're not dating, then you shouldn't act like you're dating. Um, it could be confusing. A lot of people will you know, treat somebody like they're dating when they're really not. Um, and we serve a God of clarity. And we're supposed to show preference to everyone and attention to everyone um, and not be confusing. And so don't act like you're dating when you're really not. That's so good. I remember some of the best advice I've actually ever been given was um, was that a man of the Lord will never leave you confused. Yeah. Like a common thing that so many teenagers struggle with, especially girls, since we're just so like we're always worried with comparison and this and that. We're always like. I don't know how he feels about me, yada, yada. When really guys are like probably not even, it's not even anywhere thinking about it. And the best advice I was given was that a man of the Lord will never leave you confused. He will pursue you intentionally and he will always communicate Mm -hmm. his intentions and how he wants to pursue you and his reasoning behind it and how it will glorify the Lord. And that was something that was just like, wow, that is so true. And that is so valid. Yeah, I think that's so good. And so often we we settle for like the potential of what seems like it could grow into that. Mm. Or we, we settle for potential of like, this is kind of honoring to God. And like, we're kind of just pursuing our own desires mm-hmm. and just being like, Jesus tells us like there's fullness of life in mm. him. And we just sell ourselves short by, yeah. by settling for anything less than that. And yeah. if we're seeking life to the full in Christ, but yet we're adding so much of the world in with worldly definitions of relationships and worldly definitions of, of love, then, then we're, we're cutting ourselves short and, and that's a bummer. And so just thinking of that, what is like one, just when you think of that year, like kind of wrapping it up, just being like, looking back now, what did God teach you about himself? What did he teach you about you? Like, what is a big takeaway from you from that year of singleness? I'd say the biggest thing I took away was the fact that I was single was not God like having it out for me. It wasn't a punishment. It was something that was a gift. And it was, the reason that I'm not in this relationship right now is because being in a relationship would be a distraction to my purpose. Yeah. And as you were saying that, I was like, man, I think teenagers listen to listening to this right now just need to hear. Maybe there's someone out there that really needs to hear this, that you're not missing out on life if you choose not to date as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like life goes on, like there's meaning and purpose and value to your life. You're more than your relationship status. You're more than what people think about you because of who you are texting or who you're hanging out with. You're not missing out on life. In fact, you can live life to the full, just like Caroline was describing her experience of walking with the Lord during her year of uh, of singleness. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And if you're out there and you're like, hey, you know, I desire to date someone who's strongly committed to the Lord and who's a godly example, then I would just say, how is that person going to find you if you look like everybody else? And so that, I, that desire <laughs> so to be like a sojourner in exile, do something radical, 
you have to say, maybe dating isn't the best thing for me uh, so I can preserve my relationship with the Lord. And later on in life, when I'm more mature, that can be something that I can pursue. But right now you have to do something radical, which might be, you know, stepping back and saying, I'm not going to date so mm-hmm. I can focus on my relationship with the Lord. That's the best way to honor your future spouse, right? Yeah. That's so go. good, Caroline. Well, um, just before we kind of like start wrapping up, is there anything, if there's a student listening right now, they are entangled in the approval of others. They're seeking love in the world. They're seeking love from a relationship thinking that the teenage life is best lived in the context of a dating relationship. What, what would be one last thing you would want uh, the listener to hear to be encouraged by? Um, I guess I would just tell them that you should never lower your standards, but always lengthen your patience. And um, the wait is so worth it. And God has every single day of your life planned out. And he had it all planned out before your parents even knew each other. And um, put your hope in that. And don't put your hope in what the world tells you is right. And what the world tells you will give you fulfillment. But put your hope in what God tells you is fulfilling. So good. Preach. (laughs) Jermaine, anything you'd add as a one last thing? Preach, Caroline. Let's go. Man, I, I hope that that students listening have been encouraged by this conversation and the previous one and and that you feel and hear the compassion and the care for you guys wherever you are in your journey of uh, uh, of, you know, maybe desiring a relationship that if you're in one, we're not like, hey better get out of that relationship right now. Or if you're single, that you should, um, you know, seek one, but that you should seek the Lord above all else. Yeah. And, and as Matthew six thirty three says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. And so just trusting the Lord in his sovereignty and in his timing and seeking him every single day is the best thing you can do yeah. to set yourself up for success. Yeah. Awesome, y'all. And so just to wrap us up, we talked about today on the podcast, a relationship is a terrible God. And if you find your worth in it, it will leave you wounded and hurt. We said not to buy the lie that you are missing out on something. If you are not in a relationship, that you need to be okay with not following the crowd. The last thing we said is just to understand that the wisest thing you can do is focus on developing yourself spiritually and not worry about a relationship because you can trust God with your story. So that's going to do it for us on the podcast. If you have any questions about teenage life that you'd like for us to discuss, feel free to email students at watermark.org. We'll see you guys next time. Wow. We'll see you. (laughs) Rams.